everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys, December 23rd. We're going to be talking about this week, what was it, the 18th? No. no 20th? We're talking about the weekend that started Friday, December 20th. Yeah. Uh, who are we? We're the B.O. Boys. It's a raw feed, fuck it, we're doing it live. My name's Clayton. I'm Pat. All right, Clayton, let's get into it. I'm discombobulated because... I got Star Wars swimming around my head. So this what is... What a colossal disappointment. I, I'm going to say this is the box office story of the year. Yeah. It is... This will be our... No, we'll have one more episode in 2019. We'll have our, our episode on Monday the 30th. But I think for the year 2019, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, the box office it did this weekend is the story of the year... And this is the biggest box office failure of the year. All right, that's that. So we're talking about and we're talking about a movie that made dollars. dollars yes. third biggest opening in December. But the it's other pathetic. two, the other two big biggest were the previous movies, and it went to number one, of course, because it's Star Wars, and there was no chance it wasn't going to go to number one. Although it was on like twenty thousand screens, that's the thing. It pushed it pushed Playmobil right out of the building. So Playmobil is the big loser this weekend. I think so. I this think would that, have been the weekend that it caught on. Well, my okay. So let's talk about our top fives real quick, and then we're going to talk about the real top five, and then we'll get into Star Wars. Okay, and then we'll talk about Cats because I mean, it we, bombed as well. well we got to we got to talk about Star Wars. All okay. right, okay. Well, go we got to do the top five first. Okay. I, well, the reason I want to do this is because I want to brag because I got the top five correct. Oh, nice. So here's Star Wars number one, one seventy five point five. We're going to talk a lot more about that. Jumanji number two. Uh, it 26.1 mine uh it went down 56%. It's got a cum of 101.9 million. That's going to bounce up. Yes. Cuz people are going to want to go see this instead of seeing Star Wars because the cinema score is not good on Star Wars. We're going to get that into that mm-hmm. as well when we do our breakdown. So Jumanji's going to have uh it's going to it's going to have a smaller drop next weekend. Yes, I yeah, I agree. Then we got Frozen 2 at number 3. It made 12.3, only down 13, thir, uh, 36%. It's now at $386.5 million. Cats coming in at number 4, 6.5. Wow. Uh, that's disastrous. And then Knives Out, uh, number 5, 6.1 million, only down 33%. It's at 89.5 million. This is going to go over 100. Mm-hmm. And then. Big winner, Ryan Johnson, director of the last of the uh, episode eight. Yeah, he of the got Star Wars out movies. at the right time. Yep. So then we got six, Bombshell. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. It went wide, 5.1 million. Uh, its cum is 5.4. Not much to talk about with that movie, but we'll we'll talk a little bit. Richard Jewell, number seven, uh, down 45%, 2.56 million, 9.5 million. It's a disaster for Clint, but he'll just do another movie next year. No one will remember it. Exactly. Queen and Slim, hanging on, 1.85, down uh, 48%, 36.5. Nice little cum for that movie. Black Christmas, uh, a bomb, but it's not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's cheapo. It'll be on Hulu soon. Number nine, $1.8 million, 7.2 million cum. It was probably made for five, so. Here's the big one. I want to get to Ford v Ferrari. Made 1.8 million. It's at 102 million dollars. <laughs> Went over the 100 mark. Good I think for it's Ford v. It's going to be out of theaters now, but uh, it did what it needed to do. 
and we applaud it. And we, we applaud do. all the dads that crash their cars thinking that they could be just like Christian Bale. Yes. Thank you for your box office. Um, so let's talk about this Star Wars movie. Oh, my God. What, I mean, so would it, it made 175? 175. It was. That is, it is such a disaster. Heads will roll, I guarantee you. Hopefully. Guarantee you. Have to. Yes. Hopefully. Um, the thing with that is I did a comprehensive kind of look at these Star Wars movies and how the arc of them are. And usually what I was noticing is with all of the trilogies, mm-hmm. the first movie does the best. Yes. Second movie, there's a lull. Third movie comes back up, but it doesn't do as well as the first one. But it beats the second but one. But it beats the second one. Which makes sense because the least interesting part of any story is going to be that middle part. I will say this will not be the case with this movie. No. This movie will do worse than Jedi. Yes, 100%. Which is crazy because people did not like Jedi. No, but those people didn't realize how bad this shit could get. Yeah. They didn't know. They thought Star Wars was ruined then. They had no idea what J.J. Abrams was going to be able to do with it. I know we don't talk about quality on the show. We don't talk about quality. But I saw this movie, and it is, as a movie, a complete disaster. And I understand from watching this why the box office is going to totally nosedive in the next few weeks. So you went on a Friday night. A Friday night. A a 6.30 showing in New York City in the heart of America. Not the heartland, the actual, you know. The heart of America, yes. Yeah, the thing that keeps America alive. New York City. Absolutely. Movie theaters. Yeah. And it was a showing that should have been as raucous as it gets. You could have heard a pin drop. And not because people were wrapped in attention to the drama, no one cared. They were dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. These big, dramatic, you know, pull at your heartstrings moments like, oh, here's this old character that you love. Here, there, There's a, a forced ghost that's going to make you cry. No one cared. No one cared about any of it. You could feel the boredom in the air, and you could feel that audience leaving to tell everyone they knew, don't bother, Skywalker is a turd, Put your box office elsewhere. Because the, 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 the thing with these movies is that the hardcores are going to go no matter what. Yes. They're, they're breaking for, out of prison if they yeah, have to. They're gluttons and for punishment. They have not learned their lesson yeah. in 42 years, and they will go no matter what. They want to complain. So it's not about them hating it. Mm-mm. The people who make these movies billions who make these movies domestically over 700 900 million dollars are the people who listen to the diehards and the diehards say you will enjoy this yes i had no i did not want to see this movie i'm glad that it's over i'm like a lot of stars fans who i've heard i talked to them and they said i just want to get it over with but they're going first weekend so they don't have to think about it anymore mm-hmm. i just want everything over with so i don't have to hear about it anymore yes. If you would have come to me and said, Clayton, this is a great movie. It's so much fun. You should see this. I would take that into account and possibly see it. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no way I'm going to see this movie. There's no reason to see a turkey. There's no reason to to be 
uh, at a theater where a stink bomb has gone off. Right. Because that looks and bad. And not a fun me. stink bomb. No. Sometimes there's a smell, a bad smell that you, you could kind of, you could get into it. Well, Cats is like, we'll talk about that later, yes. but we are so excited for cat, Cats and we are upset that the new print is coming out before we have a chance to see the old print. Yes. I don't want to see any improvements. I want to see, I want the stinkiest smell they got. They need I, I'm going to gag. They, I, that's why I'm going there. They need a screening for the uh, bad print. And they need to have at least one theater playing the bad print for us. And pay, and that is we where you extra. do the flexible pricing. Yeah. I'll pay more to see the worst version of Cats that you yes, got. Yes, very open pricing. I'd pay up to $50 to see the, the Cats that hasn't finished rendering. Yes, yes. I so want to see the circle around uh, on the screen. We'll get back to Cats, but Star Wars. The Emperor is the bad guy in this. Oh, don't. Oh. Well, don't ruin things. I mean, you can't spoil stuff. We're not oh, talking right. about the movie. Fine. You know what? We don't edit that, but I'll put a bleep over that. Bleep that. That's I'll the bleep first. It. No, you know. You know what? It's a raw feed. It's a raw feed, but you fucked a, up. Yeah, you fucked up. That's the cut the shit moment. As I fucked up. No, that's a you fucked up moment. Don't uh, try to co-op something like the cut the shit moment. That's a you fucked up. Okay, moment. that's our first you fucked up moment. Finally, one of us is fucked up on the show. Anyway, the movie is such a disaster. The word of mouth on this is going to be terrible, and there is no fun to be had in this entire movie. They completely destroy they. I, this whole Star Wars trilogy was a disaster. Well, here's it's it's funny because because they killed they killed off these Disney Star Wars movies. I know Force Awakens is the biggest movie of all time. You know, not, other than Endgame. Yeah, Endgame's bigger, but. Overall, they have taken a property that should have been movies every other year for the rest of our lives, and they cannot make movies out of this anymore. That's how big of a flop Skywalker is going to be and Solo was and even Last Jedi in terms of how bad it was. They have taken something and made it impossible to make movies at. That is an amazing feat. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about CinemaScore because CinemaScore is an important thing because what it does is it pulls the people as they come out of the theater. And I've been a part, I did a cinema score. You fill out, um, uh, like it's, it's like one of those tests, like I say, you take an SAT test and it's like the, the, the bubbles. Mm-hmm. You fill it out and it has some questions. Why, what made you want to come? They give you options, things like that. But then they want you to score it. Mm-hmm. And this movie got a B minus cinema score. Now that doesn't sound bad, but to give you some context, mm-hmm. Every Star Wars movie in these th- trilogies got an A, even the prequels. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie to get anything lower than an A, and it got a B minus. Mm-hmm. Now, that shows you how fanatic these Star Wars people are. They will force themselves to like something that is not good. Yes. They, they are so desperately grasping onto their childhood and indoctrinating generations of kids to watch these movies even though their quality is lacking Mm -hmm. right it's a scourge on our society Mm -hmm. and it's finally coming to a head now and even though this movie like you said and all the people i've talked to have said this movie is horrible it only got a b minus so why not give it a c why not give it a d it's because people are fanatical Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the thing with a b minus for a star wars movie it's the equivalent of an f because those people are not going to say you've got to go see this and they're going to they're they're going to just give off a feeling of loserdom 
that other normal people are not going to want to be a part of. Because the crowd that I was with walking out of the showing of uh, Rise of the Skywalker on Friday night, we were all exuding such a patheticness from what we had seen, from what we had been a part of. No other person walking down the street is going to say, I want to be like them. I want to, would it, would, they're going to look at us and they're going to say, what did they do? Oh, they spent their box office dollars at Rise of the Skywalker. I want to be like them looking sad, looking at their shoes, their hands in their faces, just looking completely confused. No one wants to be like that. Part of box office success is people wanting to get in on the cool thing, wanting to be like. No one wants to be like the audience from the opening weekend of Rise of the Skywalker. No. It's not an envious group to be a part of. It's Enviable. It, it's so true. You, you do look to people to socialize with uh, when they look like they're happy or they're cool. Yes. Or things, and, and if you're coming out of this movie, you don't seem cool. You don't seem cool. You seem like a fucking loser and no one's going to want to be with you when instead they look to the other direction you know, and you've got to look past like five screening rooms that are that all these Star Wars losers are coming out of. And then you see a group of people coming out of Jumanji the next level, and they are high fiving, yep. smiling, reciting jokes, looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that group and you're like, I want to be part of that group over there. I want to put my box office dollars into the Jumanji franchise and be one of them. So we have not We're seen We're all followers in this life. Exactly. And we want to follow greatness. We have not And the Jumanji audience, that's greatness there. We, the Skywalker audience is pathetic. We have not seen the the next Jumanji movie yet. No. We have not seen the next level. But I have seen audiences. But what we will say, and I know you have said this, is that that franchise is already a better quality franchise than Star Wars. Yes. Because it's had at least two stellar movies. And this franchise has had one really great movie and an okay movie out of all nine. I'm going to go. Well, I know we don't talk about quality. The original trilogy, I think had two very good movies. Return of the Jedi is what it is, but so Jumanji is now tied. Jumanji Jumanji is is tied. tied. Yes. Jumanji is tied. And if next level, we haven't seen it, but if it's, as good or better than Return of the Jedi, then the Jumanji franchise is a quality-wise better franchise than the Star Wars franchise because otherwise all the other Star Wars movies have stunk. Now, we... And let, let's get back on the, the box yeah, yeah. office prospects of this. Here's some How of the, much do we think it's going to tank? I think that it drops 65% next weekend. Okay. I think over Christmas... You're going to have Jumanji rising. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Star Wars falling. Yes. You're going to have a lot of young women going to see little women. Yes. Now, I don't think it's going to be a huge blockbuster, but that's going to be a movie that people are going to be seeing into the new year mm-hmm. because I honestly, if I, I've seen it and we're not talking about quality, I think it is what it's, uh, it's a great little women movie for this time. Mm-hmm. And I think, it'll catch on with women and they'll go see it several times Mm -hmm. and they'll Mm -hmm. see it in groups. And it's got some hotness in there in terms of what women are going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to have a crush. The female audience in this movie. Chalamet. Yeah. They're going to have a crush on Chalamet, which is something that these 
Star Wars movies and something like Skywalker, again, there's nothing cool about this movie. There's no there's no hero or heroine to crush on, to be psyched about. It is just a complete burp of yeah. a movie. <laughs> it is a it's burp. It's a burp. Yeah. It's it, it it's a and it's not even a loud burp. No, it's a it's just a quiet quiet slimy burp that of smells. a movie. That smells more than a burp should. And it but it doesn't smell in an interesting way. No. It's not an interesting smell that you want it you want to be a part of. Now, here's some of the reasons Deadline was giving for this not being a disappointment. And that they, Deadline article, that was pathetic. Yeah, they're that, that was a that whoever wrote that is basically like, give me a job, JJ Abrams. They're yeah. not a BO boy like us Mm-mm. who doesn't give a shit. Usually Deadline does not fall into the narrative of the larger media. Mm-hmm. We usually can go to them and get the facts. Right. Here's some of the piss poor reasoning. It opened closer to Christmas. So the other movies opened in like December 14th or the 16th or something. So there was uh, more space. This is a a big shopping time. So people went shopping instead of going to Star Wars. December is a shopping month. What are they talking about? It's like when you have a – when you are interested in somebody romantically and they – you're texting them to go out and they say, oh, I got this thing. I got this thing. They don't like you. They don't like you, okay? People would go see Star Wars if they wanted to see it. Yes. They wouldn't care about buying a present for their grandma. They would go to Star Wars and say, fuck you, grandma. This is the end of a 42-year group of movies, which is a false narrative, as we know from our our buddy, Scott Mendelson and Forbes, Mm -hmm. called this out. That the way they're promoting this movie is fraudulent, mm-hmm. and it's a narrative created by the media to try to drum up attention, and people were like, no. This is not the end of a nine-movie no, saga. No, this movie set this, up like five spinoffs. This is the end of three like very uninspiring uh, mm-hmm. tag-alongs that were tacked onto the end of a trilogy people love. Yes. That's yes. what this is, and this is not Endgame. So th- the media is trying to make you believe it's Endgame, but that makes their product look even worse. Yes. Because if Endgame came out in Christmas, you better believe there'd be people, there'd be cousins, there'd be aunts on your, on your husband's side, on your wife's side that aren't getting any presents. Because guess what? I'm spending my money to see Endgame. Of course. And also, how is shopping an excuse when all we do is shop on our phones anyway? You could buy your – you buy – people are buying their Christmas gifts on their phone while they're watching the trailers that's, if that's where they're – no one's going to a re- – retail stores are dead. Brick and mortar is dead. That's not an excuse for box office anymore. No. So Deadline, There's shame no on There's no more you. Toys R Us. Shame on you, Deadline. Shame. Shame. We're call. listen, we're calling out Deadline is, you know, some people out there might be thinking, B.O. Boys, don't, don't shit on Deadline. That's ideally, don't you want to end up at Deadline? I don't give a shit. Mm-mm. I'll call out our fellow box office reporters and prognosticators when they are wrong. This is the cut the shit moment right here. This is a good one. This is a good one. This makes up for your fuck up. Yeah. Oh, this is way bigger than my fuck up. Yes. The fuck up doesn't matter. We'll leave it. It's it easy in. for the person who fucks up to no, say the fuck it up. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. The fuck up doesn't matter. What matters is this deadline article that is as much of a disgrace as Rise of the Skywalker's 
piss poor BO. Here's another, here's another, and this is because Europe is probably the biggest market. I know we don't talk about uh, anything international really, but they said there's a transit strike in France and that affected it too. They didn't say that. Yes, they did. They're grasping. Deadline said there is a transit strike in France, and that is why Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker bombed in the United States. Well, no, they're saying it just uh, overall because they talk also about foreign and things like that. And Europe is the main place for uh, Star Wars. They love it because it has all those fancy uh, European actors in it, you know, the accents. And and they love Jerry Lewis. Well, of course. But – that was another reason they said that it didn't do as well. You got to be shitting me. Yeah. Transit strike. A transit strike. Yeah, people are people are getting home, trying to get home for Christmas. They're not worried about Star Wars. If, if this, this movie, movie was good. They'd be sleeping in the theater. Exactly. Exactly. Endgame, you could have had the day before it opened. Every, every train gets, gets vanished by Thanos' glove. All the trains in the transit system disappeared. And it wouldn't have affected Endgame's box office in Europe one red fucking cent. You know, we're actually lucky, especially in the U.S., that there wasn't any sort of problem before Endgame because people would have rioted. We would be living in – there would be burned out buildings Mm -hmm. if people could not go to see Endgame. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because that movie was so satisfying. And do you think one – building was burned in france because people couldn't get to star wars no no that's a bomb that shows that there's not if you are not willing to burn down a building to see a tentpole movie then that movie did not do its job 100 percent. it didn't it wasn't marketed correctly and we were talking about this we were talking about how weird the two things that are weird that are happening right now is the, dec- the decade's ending and no one cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about the end of the decade. And nobody was talking about this stupid Star Wars movie. Nope. There was no buzz. So do we – Do we? what do we place the blame on here? We've talked in the past about the last couple of weeks about who gets the credit for the successes. We divvied up the Joker's billion. You know, we, we divvied up the credit on some recent hit movies. Rise of the Skywalker – is a total disaster. It's going to be the lowest grossing movie of this new trilogy by far, for sure. Why? The Other IP. than this single the movie is thinking. The IP. It's not, it doesn't have it, – it, it really – people are realizing that the hollow feeling inside themselves is not being filled by this IP. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not recapturing anything that they had when they originally stumbled upon it. Even if you stumble upon it in – the early 2000s and you watched the prequels right there was something there for people this this these last three i don't think are anybody's star wars right. nobody wants to take credit for these star wars people will take you even said this made me respect the prequels better a hundred percent those movies stink but they stink in a way that at least has a consistent voice and a point of view these this new trilogy is just there's nothing to it. There is nothing to excite a normal person from this movie. There are no characters that are going to live on. This whole Rise of the Skywalker was about, and this whole trilogy was about, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? It wasn't, wasn't these old characters cool? In fact, in this movie, I won't repeat the spoiler again, but there is a, a old character in this movie that is basically just suspended 
from the ceiling because this character cannot move on its own accord, and it is just a shriveled old piece of shit. I think you're giving it away again. No, it's a shriveled... There's a lot of things in the Star Wars universe that could be a shriveled old piece of shit. No. I anyway, think you're giving it away. I'm not again. giving it away. There's a shriveled old piece of shit being suspended from Stop the ceiling. Saying old, because that gives it away. They're all old. The movie took place 50 years ago. The, everything's old now. Okay. It's, Listen, it's I don't even old. care. I hope people get spoiled. No one, no one listening to this. The title of this episode is going to be Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker is the biggest disaster of the year. So. If you're worried about being spoiled by this movie, you probably wouldn't listen to a podcast with that title. Anyway, this movie has a shriveled old Stop saying piece it. of shit being suspended from a ceiling. And that's what the movie is focused about. Why? That's not going to excite nine-year-olds. Okay, so so is that you're giving – that's part of the reason this bombed. Yes, you're, because you're, it's about old Old shit that a nine-year-old couldn't care less about. There's nothing new for people in these three new movies. And I think Force Awakens sort of set that up, basically telling you, hey, we're not going to have anything new and cool in these movies. We're going to have some shriveled old pieces of shit that we're going to string out. We're going to dole out some old stuff that's not going to look, that's going to make you feel bad. I think that's the other thing about these movies is the the old shit that they gave you only really served to make you feel old and make you feel shriveled up yourself and make you realize, hey, I'm probably being suspended from the ceiling because I can't walk anymore. And that's not a feeling that people want to have. No. They want to see these old things still look cool. And I think these new Star Wars movies told you, yeah, we can't really do that. Everything gets old and sick. You're probably old and sick too. So, so do you think? So, it's old characters is also a reason why people don't, in the old sense of not that they're characters that are old in the sense of they were in the other movies. They just look too old and presented as too old. This series presents all of the things people love about Star Wars as if they were the last hour of The Irishman. Okay. You know, and I won't give away. But oh, it's like, geez, now you're just. No, but, but you know what I mean? It, it just makes go ahead, everything. Go ahead and do it. Go no, it just makes everything old and sad. And that's fine in a one-off, dramatic, you know, Oscar bait movie. That's not what people want out of their space sword fight movie. They don't want to feel bad and feel old and feel sick. And I think these new Star Wars movies just said, hey, audience, you're getting old and you're getting sick and you're probably going to be immobile soon, just like all of these things that you used to watch fly around. And there's not new things that are going to fly around that you're going to look forward to. There's nothing to look forward to except your own aging and sickness. And that's not something that's going to make people tell their friends, you got to see this. Yeah, so it's a reflection on our larger society where we have no longer – we no longer look forward to the future. We are looking uh, either in the past or looking towards a future that looks grim. Yes. So this is a reflection of how people are feeling it, and they don't want to see that in their Star Wars. Yes. They want to see it in other movies. Yes. But not this. Yes. Not something and, that makes them feel want to feel youthful. And I don't know if that was by design or by 
the filmmakers and producers here just having a complete inability to give a fun, uplifting, coherent story. So here we go. How much how much is on JJ's shoulders? I think a lot. Because he built this universe that, that he didn't build the universe, but he 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 started the reboot. Yes. And the building blocks were his. Mm-hmm. And any thing that's came from that is on him yes i think you know his his big mistake that i think made the other movie the the following movies have much diminishing returns is he started from a place of everything that happened in the old movies is negated because force awakens started from a point of everything's gone to shit everything the heroes did in the other movies didn't matter life is a waste of time Nothing you do, nothing that goes well will stick. And I think that's the original sin. Even though that movie made $2 billion, it set up the next few movies as having an impossible task of mattering to people and being uplifting because you're basically saying, even if the good guys win here, it doesn't matter. Nothing sticks. And Force Awakens didn't really create characters that... We're going to take over from the old ones because they just weren't as cool. So I think he gets a lot. And he made this ninth movie that is just a complete shit bomb of a movie. Okay. So JJ gets a lot of the, a lot of it. 60%. 60% goes to JJ. How much do you say for the IP? The people are are sick of the star Wars IP. (sighs) Don't want to live in this world. It had three decent movies in it and that's it. I guess the nature of this IP being so tied to specific actors is a huge problem because unlike Iron Man that five years from now, they're going to recast Iron Man. But again, we can't see into the future. So we don't know if that's going to be a major disaster because who could you think would fill those shoes? I, I, what I'm saying is I think you can, because I think Iron Man is a character the way Batman is a character. Well, it's also uh, refillable it's a, because it is a shell. It is a shell. So <laughs> you I think, can put anything yes. in it. So I think stuff like that is is a refillable IP in a way that Star Wars isn't because people remember the actors and they want to see those actors interact with each other. They want to see Ford and Hamill and Carrie Fisher interact. They don't really give a shit about the characters apart from them. So I think you're right. I think the Star Wars IP being so tied to human beings is a problem. So that gets, you know, 20%. So what's the left Maybe over? Abrams should get less but because he's only one man. Um, but I think maybe, thir- let's say 30% each. Abrams, the IP, 30% apiece. Okay. Um, I think Ryan Johnson, I think, okay, here's who I give the rest of it to is... I guess it's Kathleen Kennedy is sort of like the creative director of Star Wars. She's the one who got when they Lucas sold it to Disney. She's the one who was the overall person in charge, other than, of course, like the CEO of Disney, like Bob Iger. And I think the way she structured these movies is insane in that she basically hired J.J. Abrams just to do the first one. And then Ryan Johnson to make episode eight and he could do whatever he wanted with it. 
And then Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do episode nine. And so the biggest IP on the planet, she sets up the trilogy so that it's three different people making whatever the fuck they wanted. And there is no unifying voice in this at all. That is insane. Now to play devil's advocate. So she knew for sure that it was going to be a trilogy because they do these trilogies. And I don't know if it's necessarily needed. They don't all have to be trilogies. Right. The thing with Star Wars, it's set in such a rigid uh, structure that it's very hard to make anything new and different. Right. Because it has to have those same beats as the other ones. Mm. And I think that's really unfair, and I think it was probably hard for her maybe to work within this bullshit structure that was created in the 70s that didn't need to be replicated. Right, but whoever's fault it was, she's almost as high up as it goes in this, and that's what they decided to do. So somewhere the buck has to stop with someone, and if you're lumping her and Bob Iger or Disney into one person, fine. I would say do that. But that structure is set this up in such an insane way that you had movies that were fighting with each other. That was the most – I think the legacy of this new series is the most interesting part was you had not the characters who fought each other, but you had actual movies having lightsaber fights. Oh, behind the scenes is way more interesting than I would love to see a movie about the making of these trilogies. But I'm saying the movies themselves – like episode eight is contradicting and shitting on stuff from J.J. Abrams episode seven. And then episode nine, the only interesting fights in this movie are the way this new movie fights the last movie. It is it is. So I would say then the overlords, the corporate overlords at Disney get 40 percent. They completely screwed the pooch. Now, here's an interesting question. Rogue One. Yes. That seems to be the most beloved movie to come out of this whole new regime. Mm-hmm. Made five, let's see, made five hundred thirty-two million domestic. Mm-hmm. Made one about a billion worldwide. Okay. Do you think that this new movie beats it? You know what? I'm glad you asked that because I think it's very in this time of year. It's almost pointless to do weekend predictions. You know, Christmas holiday, it's about two weeks of every day basically being a weekend. You know, so to predict what it's going to do next weekend, Friday to Sunday, doesn't almost doesn't matter. So I think that is a great way of judging Rise of the Skywalker is will it be bigger than Rogue One or not? So let's see. You said Rogue One domestic made five twenty. It made uh, five thirty two. Now it opened at one fifty five, which is only twenty million less than this movie. I'm gonna. You know what? I am going to say it makes less. I am so. So it's gonna make less domestically. We're saying. So it's gonna make less than five. And I think it's gonna make less internationally because it already bombed in China, and I know. You hate fake China bucks, but it has made so much less. And the Star Wars movies don't do amazingly well in China. China does not care about Star Wars. But they've cared about them less and less every time, and they cared about this new one way less than they ever have before. That's going to be a big chunk taken away. Yes. So I am going to say, I am going to, I had my I fucked up moment. 
my cut the shit moment is Rise of the Skywalker does worse both domestic and worldwide than Rogue One. Right. What about you? I think domestically it probably will do. Well, because here's the thing. Last Jedi made 620. Mm -hmm. Disliked movie, but I still think that this is going to make less than that at the very least. It's going to make less than the last movie. Oh, 100%. 100%. Does it drop as far as 332 domestic? That's pretty low. Man, and well, I you said Rogue One, how much did it make domestic? It made 532. 532. Yeah. So yeah, I think Yeah, because I think next yeah, I think it's going to make less than 532. Because domestic. Last Jedi opened at 220. Right. And legged out to 620. That's not gonna happen this time. So I I'll you know, I'm it's gonna 100% go hundred percent not gonna happen. Let's ride this train together. I'm gonna say, you know, oh definitely less than Jedi, yes. Last Jedi. Um, and less than Rogue One yes. domestically. Uh, I almost don't see a path in which it does make over 520 because it's, it's yeah, the legs on this are, the word of mouth is going to be terrible. And the rewatchability. You're yes. not going to have a lot of people rewatching this. Yes. You're going to have people running home to watch The Mandalorian. Yes. And then maybe waiting for this movie to come on Disney Plus. 100%. Yep. And the people who are out there even giving it an A because they feel like they have to or else, you know, Carrie Fisher's ghost is going to kill them in their dreams. Those people may give it an A on the exit store, but they are not going to feel compelled to see it a second time in theater because deep down they're going to know that was a horrible experience. And as as loathsome of a human being as I am, I know even I don't deserve that again. That is what a Star Wars fan is going to say to themselves. The only They're going to be very self-reflective in that moment. They're going to realize how pathetic their life has been. But even within that, they know they deserve more. The only repeat customers to this movie will be Scientologists because mm -hmm. they will go back to where their trauma happened mm -hmm. as part of the program. Yes. Um, so that will be the people who will go back. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how big of a crossover that is, Star Wars fans and Scientologists, they seem like maybe they'd be classing, clashing their ethos. Right, right. But that would be the only reason I would see somebody going back to another showing of this movie. Right. Is if you're a Scientologist. Right. Um, have we talked enough about Star Wars? God, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be so interested the next couple of weeks to follow this. I mean, we're gonna talk about it next weekend too yeah. because we're gonna see what a disaster it's turning yeah. out to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you you think it's it's dropping like a stone? Oh, I think it's dropping like a stone. I I am going to be so shocked if this, you know, pulls it off, and in the end, you know, the overall consensus is this movie did well. This is going to just be something that, like you said, there will be books written about this. We should be the ones who write this book, not Deadline. No. If I see a Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy behind-the-scenes book, and it's written by the people at Deadline who are making excuses for this box office, I'm not going to buy it. Who knows? No, his family might have been threatened. Their family might have been threatened. We don't know what the situation is. Right, right. Disney is will come for all of us. Right. So we don't really know what the situation is. So I will say I'm upset, but if, if you are in danger, email us. Yes. Uh, whoever wrote that Deadline article, email us at... At the... 
boboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Well, you know, I would say don't let us know how we could help you because if you're in danger, we don't want to get involved. But, you know, email us and say, just say, guys, you got it right. Okay. Yes, guys, you got it right. Guys, you got it that right. That could mean anything. Exactly. Don't don't ask for help because we're not going to help you. We're, we don't want to fight Disney. No, no, of course not. Of course not. They'll swallow us a lot. Yes. I mean, so it's so funny because cats in any other weekend uh-huh. would be the story. Yes. The, the fact that this movie was sent out faulty and is now being sent – uh, a new print is coming to theaters with uh, finished, I guess, special effects. Or were there like extras in the background that ended up in shots? Like someone what? showed a photo of Dame Judi Dench with her hand was real instead of a cat's hand, <laughs> and you could see that it was a co- she was like wearing a fur coat that had uh, like sleeves and things. So good, this movie should have done better for shit like that. Well, here's they, what I they think: they shouldn't be resending a new print. They should be advertising all of the flubs that you get to see if you go see this in the theater. I think cats is going to do better this weekend. It's going to have pause <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of people who say, I don't want to go see Star Wars. That's not going to be any fun because it's not good, bad. Right. It's just bad. Right. Cats could be good, bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you want. You go with your friends. You go with your family. You have fun. The other thing is this is a critic-proof movie, even though critics are shitting on it, because you've seen Cats, right? Yeah. Uh, the Broadway musical, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Cats it doesn't have a story. No. It's just songs. And that's what this movie is. I guess they try to make a story, but it's not for people who are going to look for a captivating story. No. It's about- it's singing cats. It's about those songs. It's about looking at freaky cat people. Mm-hmm. It's- a, a real way to question your level of perversion. I, I think the the thing about this movie that would have really goosed the box office is because a big part of the Broadway experience was always the cats come in the theater, they crawl on you. You know, the actors actually get right up in your face. They hiss in your face. You get some saliva on you, you know, if you, you buy the premium seats. This movie needed to lean into that even more. You have ushers dressed like cats. Ushers ushers dressed like cats. They're crawling on your lap. They're, They're spraying your you in the face with a water bottle mm-hmm. when when the, the spittle from the cat comes out. You know, they're... Because they got, they got spray bottles. They're cleaning yes. the bathroom after this. And use the brooms like or a feather duster. And, and, and just every once in a while, you go up to people in the audience and you just like rub Fla- their ears. You flop, a, you flop them up on their neck. Yeah, so you think that a cat crawled on you. That would have been this movie. Just a wet mop on your neck. Yes. Yeah. This movie, I think, tried to sell itself as a uh, big end of year awards prestige movie. And it really should have leaned into the schlock. Yes. This is schlocky. This is scuzzy. This is gross. And this is an experience, which is why I think them sending out the new improved. Print. Print of the film. It's a disaster. That's a disaster. They should have advertised, listen, this is a nightmare. Warts and all. See the warts. Squeeze the warts. Pay your money to just get an exploding wart in your face. See? Show me Judy Dench's human hand holding an iPhone. 
Yeah, I think that the other thing, too, Don't take is it out. You're going to see this with people. Because if you see this alone, I, I have said to my group of friends, I need to see it with you guys. Mm-hmm. Because if I see this by myself, I will be alone forever. I mm-hmm. believe that. I don't know if there's any kind of scientific or logical uh, thought process behind that, but I have it in my gut. Mm-hmm. If this is a movie that I go and I say one for cats, that is a pact with the universe right. that I will not find true, meaningful mm-hmm. companionship. That's fair. But if I go with my friends and we have a good time and we enjoy it because it's going to be fun and sleazy and gross, then I will be forever still open in the universe to having love, having somebody to care for me. Right. But as soon as I slap down my money for one ticket of cats and watch that by myself, that's it for me. A hundred percent. So you have to you you end up on a park bench for sure. You gotta market it that way. Yeah. Don't see it alone or you'll end up alone. See it with friends. Yes. Therefore you're getting instead of one creep going, you're getting five looky loos going along with this creep. Yes. Do you think that I I don't think this movie has pause. I think that it could have had pause if they leaned into that aspect of it in the second weekend and tried to advertise it as, come see this experience. It's totally nuts. It's totally gross. You know, be part of history here. If they're still trying to market this, hey, come see this good movie, it's totally, that that cat is dead in a puddle. That's a drowned cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's not – there's no way you can convince people of that. No one's going to say, oh, you know, I heard it wasn't a good movie, so I didn't go. But now I heard that they put the digital fur on Judy Dench's hand. So now it'll be good. It's not enough. It's that, not it's enough. It's not enough. It's going to be bad. You're putting a Band-Aid over a oozing sore yes. when really the audience just wants to see the sore. Exactly. And the Band-Aid is just blocking our view of the sore. Absolutely. Yeah. So so you don't think it has pause? You don't think it's going to... Okay. None. I, I think... And a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, Greatest Showman last year opened up at about, about the same thing. It was, it was like 8 or $10 million opening weekend. And then it legged out huge movie made, what, like over 150 domestic, big, big hit. Yeah. But that is a movie that... People liked, you know, the reviews on it were like, it's a little corny, but there were no reviews were like, this is a disaster. And the other thing. He is a superstar when it comes to singing. Exactly. Hugh Jackman is a, was the brightest star in film uh, musicals. Yes. And there are, the thing about the cats, everyone keeps talking about this cats cast being nuts. Like, oh, they have this one. They have that one. They got no real stars in this. And I think that ends up being a problem for cats as a movie. There's no hook of, and I was about to say Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise was in a big musical movie adaptation that was a huge Rock bomb. of Ages. He did Rock of Ages. There's no hook of like, you gotta see, um, even like Emma Stone, you know, or we talk a lot about movies that would have done better if they had Emma Stone or yeah, Jennifer Yeah, she's Lawrence, a hit. But. I mean, she's a star. Cats has had, Cats seems like it's got a lot of like C-level stars you know, like Judy Dench, she's got her Oscar, but no one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares about Judy Dench. You know, uh, you got uh, Idris Elba. Wilson. Idris Elba is another person who's like 
famous and liked, but he is not a star. James Corden. James Corden is a late-night host, and you're putting him in a movie. Not even 11.30. He's a 12.30 guy. So there's no real hook in Cats that it's like, like Taylor Swift is the is the actual only one who's like at least she's a big star, and Jennifer Hudson is a star within this type of thing. Like you, at least she's gonna sing, but there's no big hook for Cats. This is a TV cast that they put into a movie of a Broadway show, and all of that is a disaster. Yeah, yeah, it needed star power. Uh, even though star power does not always make a musical uh, big hit, no, we saw that with Nine. The nine or right. whatever that was. I think it's nine. That was uh, a, a, something that came out right after Chicago or in the right, right. in the wake of Chicago being a huge hit. And it did not do well. But Les Mis did well. Same director. This was a smash hit. But it had Anne Hathaway. Yep. It had uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crow. It had big stars. It had Hugh Jackman. It had Hugh Jackman. It had Hugh Jackman. Don't do these musicals without Hugh Jackman. No, you've got to have not a, Cats is not Greatest Showman. It has no Hugh Jackman. If Hugh Jackman was, I don't know, playing, uh, if he was, if he was in the Ian McKellen role or something, then you got a chance. You cast Mr. the wrong Mistopheles X-Men. or whatever. What's if he name? was playing Mr. Mistopheles, they cast the wrong X Men in this musical. It should have been Wolverine, not Magneto. I'm sure we'll talk about this again next weekend yeah. too, because we'll have seen it by then. Yes. Uh, but okay, let's talk about Bombshell very quickly, very very quickly. Bombshell bombed. Yes, 5. as predicted, five point one million. Uh, I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Did not go to the theater. I watched it on a screener. This movie is a shrug. Mm-hmm. Just like Richard Jewell, who's the audience for this movie? Why would they go to the theater to see this movie? This is a Jay Roach directed movie. Should have went to HBO. Yep. Would not have had the cast. You got Charlize, you got Kidman, you've got uh, Margot Robbie. You probably still would have got Kidman. She does HBO yeah. miniseries. I think Charlize wouldn't have done it if it was HBO. No, and Margot Robbie would not have either. But Margot Robbie would not have. You're right. I will say that no offense to the subject matter, which is like you know uh, sexual har- harassment, right? Which I do think is a problem in society. I will say that this movie tackles it in a way but also there's not really any big moments in it that are triumphant is it glib it's it has a it has some weird style quirks that seem just thrown on to make it less boring mm-hmm. and they don't really do their job mm-hmm. uh it belongs on hbo yes. it would have done a lot it would have done really well on hbo be a well-reviewed uh hbo movie mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have to talk about the failure at the box office mm-hmm. which will tarnish its message yes this Failing of the box office, I think, well, I, I think it definitely hurts its Oscar chances yes. beyond the a couple of performances that will probably get Oscar nom nom noms no matter what. But it puts this stink of failure on this movie in a way that no one knows how, other than Game of Thrones, no one's keep a track of HBO ratings. Mm-mm. Bombshell would have came out on a Saturday night on HBO and had a lot of reviews and think pieces and we all would have assumed it was a big hit. Yeah. Instead, we look at these numbers and we know that real America and coastal elites alike both said, we hate this movie. And the only reason it got, I think, any sort of – the reason it's not in eighth or ninth is because of the nom nom noms that 
Kidman and Charlize got mm-hmm. in the Globes and in the SAGs. Right. Because you did have coastal people going to see it. But a lot of them had screeners like me and stayed home. Mm-hmm. Do you think that basically the only box office this movie gets is people who are already thinking about their Oscar pools in February? Probably. That are people who went to Cats by themselves and chickened out. You know, that is that is a great one. I think there's a good chance that at least two or three million dollars of the bombshell opening weekend was single men buying bombshell tickets and then going to see cats. Because this looks like I'm an ally. Yes. If I go to bombshell. Yes. So I can have that in my my records. But then I can just sneak into cats and be the perv that is truly inside me. That I think I think we've got to. I think we've got to add two million dollars to the cats opening weekend and take away two million from the bombshell. Just like that feels correct. Mm-hmm. That feels right. Yeah. I would say there's two million dollars worth of of single men creepazoids who have some sense of shame. Yes. That's about $2 million. They got there and they said, you know what, I'm going to – would I boldly say one for cats? Right. And they wouldn't. Right. They're not they, going to – They got there. They maybe went there with the intention of it and then they I'm looked. finally going to be myself. Yes. And then they chicken out. Yes. And they got to the, the ticket booth and the ticket taker was a woman and not an old man, which was what they were hoping for. Yeah. All these freaks, they were on their way to cats and they're like – Oh, I hope Please. it's the old man. I hope it's the old man. And instead, it was the high school girl working behind the booth, and they could not bring themselves to look at her and say, one for cats. Yeah. Instead, they said, one for bombshell. And you know what? That girl was disgusted by you no matter no what matter you what said. No matter what you said. No matter. You could have given her a million dollars in cash, and she would have just sneered at you. Yep. So don't make your box office choices based on trying to to be liked by the millennial ticket taker because they think you're disgusting no matter what. Absolutely. No matter what you say, you walk away and they're like, "Okay, boomer." Yep. They don't care. They don't care. You're 20, you're 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 30 and you're a boomer. Yep. All right. So, let's wrap this up. What what are we at? What are we at? Well, we're at we're at way too long. Let's just what's coming out next weekend that, you know, and again, Weekend prognostication this time of year is kind of meaningless because, again, these are all weekend days for the next two weeks. So let's talk about what, overall what we think Coming these are going to do well. Coming out on Christmas. Yeah. We've got Little Women. Yes. We've got Spies in Disguise, the Will Smith animated movie, and we got Uncut Gems going wide. Great. Now, of these three, the one that Box Office Pro is saying has a chance to be big is Little Women. Because they're saying from seventeen million to twenty-seven, and they're saying twenty-three million dollars. And this is for the opening. Is this for Christmas, which falls on a Wednesday, through the Monday, or is that the prediction for the Friday through Sunday opening weekend? They're saying three day, so it's three not day. designating what. Got you. And Little Women is opening at a little over three thousand theaters. So it's a big opening. So their their over under is so our over under is twenty three million dollars for the three day weekend. Yes. Now I think that I, this has to be the five day because there's no way that this movie could they couldn't be saying that this movie is going to make 
$23 million in three days. Well, what do you, so let, let's say that that is the standard. What do you think this makes the opening weekend, Friday through, through Sunday? Let's see. that You can't do that with this because there's so many people going to go on Christmas. Exactly. So the so let's, 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 let's predict not, a five-day. Let's predict a five-day. Um, when we record on Monday morning. I would morning, say 23 for a five-day. I'll go over that. I'd go over that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Spies in Disguise, I think, 13 million, they're saying. Uh, they're saying anywhere between 11 and 16. Bad buzz on this movie. Um, I don't think people are going to go see this movie. They'll see Frozen again, yes. if anything. And Will Smith is already, he's he's only thinking about Bad Boys for Life opening early next year. Yeah. He's not going to be out. January 17th. Yeah. So he is, Spies in Disguise is a project that had gotten delayed. Release date got moved. Will Smith, all of his promotional focus will be on Bad Boys. He's not going to do anything for this. Maybe a tweet. Maybe a, maybe an Instagram selfie. Maybe. It's a dead pigeon. Yeah. It's a dead pigeon. Nobody wants to see a dead pigeon. Yeah. 13 million, they're saying. Uh, I mean, for five day, I say probably. Five day over. Uh, yeah. God. No, you know what? I'm going to go under. This feels like there is no talk about this movie. So you think a five day of like nine. Yeah, it feels that way. And like you said, Frozen is out there. Star Wars is still something people are going to see by default to some level. Um, And I don't feel like this is going to be like an interesting scuzzy movie. And it's not going to be the type of movie like like. Bombshell got some numbers from from single guys who didn't want to say cats. Oh, they're not going to save spies in disguise. Exactly. If you're the single guy who is embarrassed about saying cats, you'll pick a different movie. You'll pick a little women. You would say one for cats and then go to spies in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Spies in disguise is a harder sell if you're a 40-year-old guy. Yeah. So spies in disguise is just going to tank. I think single digits opening weekend for sure then uncut gems going wide this movie we both saw and loved i know we don't editorialize but this is a great movie they're saying five million it it broke it broke records for a24 in limited release in about four theaters in new york and la Mm -hmm. this is a great movie but it's not a movie for the masses it's not for the stacks. It's not for real America. They won't know what hit them if yes. they watch this movie. They will never come to New York if they watch this movie, mm-hmm. which might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But because mm-hmm. it's so crowded, this is really hard to even guess. It's not going to be in the top five. It'll probably be top ten. But like, what are we saying? We're saying it, uh, above five. Or I under think above five. five because I think above it, five. Adam Sandler is such a big star, and he's been making the rounds. I've seen yes. him on. Kimmel. I saw him on an NBA TNT show. Yeah, he's on a ton of podcasts now. Yeah. I think that, well, I think this movie will be looked back on by A24 standards. I think this will end up being a hit for their types of movies because Adam Sandler is a giant star. This is hopefully going to be a factor in the Oscar race. Great reviews. Um... You know, it'll be, I think it'll be an art house hit. Yeah, absolutely. Because something like Jojo Rabbit made 20 mil. Yeah. Do you think it makes like what Parasite and Jojo Rabbit made, which is probably around $20 million? It should. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much less accessible than Jojo. You know, it is, this is a hard R for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think, in a, I think it will look back in a month and this will make over 20 million. So we're thinking Little Women is going to be a hit 
this weekend and something that could be a hit over the next two weeks? I think if this marketing hit the demo, we saw this, how it did not hit the demo with uh, a, uh, the Charlie's Angels movie. Yes. If this movie hits the demo, then it will be huge mm-hmm. because it's a movie that I think young women would love if they get a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard for me to say if this if the marketing worked because for me, I'm going to see this because Greta Gerwig is a, a director that I respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Shirsha Ronan. She's great. Florence Pugh is up-and-coming star. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is the next pinup boy. All these things that I wanted to see this movie for. So it seems like it hit your demo. I mean, Timothy Chalamet being a pinup boy is exactly what the selling point should be for that demo. But who knows? They, I, it's, it's, I don't know what girls look at as right. the pinup. Right, right. You know, what we should do to really get a sense of this movie in the next few days is... We should go to a magazine shop, a cigar shop, go to the magazine rack, get a copy of Teen Beat. Tiger Beat, yeah. Tiger Beat, and see if Timothy Chalamet is on the cover in his little women garb. Because if he is, and I think that's still probably the mode of media that most hits that demo, is print magazines Mm -hmm. sold in a cigar shop. If Timothy Chalamet is on that cover, then... This is going to be massive. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely check that out. Yeah. And I'm going to buy some, like, CBD oil, too, if they mm-hmm. have any. Mm-hmm. For great things. So And some lotto tickets, because... Y- you never know when you're going to hit. You yeah. never know when you're going to hit. So, Pat. Yes. We did it. We did it, for sure. What a packed show. Uh, if you're a wannabe boy or a wannabe girl, and you want to email us your top fives, we haven't done our top fives. We have to do our top fives. Okay. So yes, we did not do well, it. Well, if you want to email our email us and tell us yours, email us at thebobboyspodcast at gmail.com. But now we're going to do our predictions for next week's top five. Clayton, would you like to go first? I feel like I always go first, right? That's always the, the big issue. You do. It's not an issue. I'm just, I just pointed it out. I actually like going second. If okay. You so then first. I'll go first. Star Wars is still going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Jumanji is still going to be number two. Yes, because I think Jumanji's do better. Little Women number three, Frozen number four. God, is it still going to be Knives Out? It can't be. What else was ahead? What was the top five last week? What was ahead of Knives Out? So Cats, but we think Cats is going to Cats is going to tank. Bombshell is going to tank. Knives Out is six point one. Uh, so even if I mean, I think we're going to have the same ones because you got to go Spies because even if Spies makes nine, it's going to beat Knives Out. Unless they all rise a little bit. I'm going to go Knives Out five. I'm going to say it it actually does. It gets an uptick next weekend. Wow. Okay. So you're doing Star Wars, Jumanji, Little Women, Frozen, and Knives. Yes. I'm going to go Star Wars, Jumanji, Little Women, Frozen, and Spies. Okay. Spies versus Knives. Here we go. That'd be a great movie. The classic battle. Um, all right. So, again, our email address, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Email us your predictions of the box office. Until and until the new year. It's free. Yes. We'll read it on the, uh, the, we'll read it on the air free. But after the new year, 
it's going to be a Patreon thing. We've yep. got a Patreon going up. It's it's gonna it's it's up right now. It's live. Give us some money. It's Patreon. We need B-O to go boys. buy these Tiger Tiger Beat magazines. Yeah. What, yeah. What's the URL again? It's a uh, Patreon slash boboys.com. What we need it for? We want that IMDb Pro. We want to pay for that. We want to pay for our web hosting. Any kind of Tiger Bop. Uh, mo- uh, uh, magazines we have to buy CBD um, oils. CBD oils. We want to get uh, uh, we want to get rolling by Limp Biscuit to be our theme song. That's going to cost a lot of money. Yep. So just give us a little bit of dough. Yeah. Because information is not free. No. No. And it shouldn't be. Nope. Not our information. No. There's other information that mean you want that we don't want to pay for that should be free. But... Yeah. Like the Heimlich maneuver should be free. Like yes. those posters. You're not going to fucking charge people to look at a Heimlich poster. No. No. Although right. that would be a pretty good racket. Yeah, I wish we owned that license. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it. That is. So until next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you at the box office. office. Yes. Yeah.